Welcome back to Defeat the Darkness. This is Vivian L. Miller, and I'm here with C.J. Jones. And we are here, we, we have, through a series of life events over the past couple of weeks, we haven't been every single week like we had been, but we're back, and we should be back pretty regularly from this point on. So we're here, and we're going we're gonna to flow in the spirit tonight, and we're just going to let the Lord show us what to talk about. How are you doing, Cheryl? I am having a blessed day. That's my confession. <laughs> and I agree with you. You are blessed, blessed abundantly, highly favored, and deeply loved of the Lord. Amen. So we, there, have been a, there has been a lot of events going on around us. Unless mm -hmm. someone has their head in the sand per, on purpose, it's pretty hard to miss the things that have been occurring over the past several weeks. Right. And it is very interesting to me because the Bible talks about how at the end times, it talks about the type of people that we're going to encounter, the type of attitudes we're going to encounter, the type of events that are going to take place, rumor of wars and rumors of wars and, you know, pestilence and famine. And we're, we're experiencing all of that at once. And it's very easy if you're in the natural and not flowing in the spirit, it's very easy to pay attention to that rather than pay attention to the Lord and pay right. attention to what the Lord would have you do and say and all that. Mm -hmm. Thoughts? Well, I can tell you this. There are some prophecies right now that are coming to pass. We discussed a few days ago the red heifer prophecies. Would and you talk about that a little bit? Because I'm not sure. I didn't. I was. I had forgotten about it. I wasn't really aware of that until you brought it to my attention. And right. I shared it with somebody, and that person knew about it apparently better than I did. Which you know, uh -huh. we're human. But that person got really excited when I shared it. Well, so it's, it is, it, it's, it's, it is exciting, you know, for particular prophecy, but there's also that, you know, for me, um, a little anxiety about it, but, um, it is a good thing. It is a good thing. Now, I believe it was four red heifers arrived in Jerusalem and, what this signals is ha something to do with the rebuilding of the temple and uh, the return of Jesus. So we are absolutely growing closer to that. Now these have to be, to my understanding, they have to be the, the, the heifer that sacrificed is a red heifer, but it has to be flawless. You know, they are flawless heifers that went over all four of them actually are that were sent over there and they were sent from Texas, which is interesting to me, but um so you know, somehow I missed that part of it. That is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. They, they were, they arrived in Jerusalem on the 15th. There were videos of it everywhere. I was watching it. The Jewish people are incredibly excited about it. Um, and this is a big deal for them. I mean, it's the, it's the, the rebuilding of the temple. Now, when a lot of people hear rebuilding of the temple, what they think is, oh, they've got to build a, a brick and mortar temple. That's what they're thinking. 
And I'm not saying that, that, that that's not the case. But from what I have heard from a lot of Jewish people who have been talking about it, it could be something as simple as an altar or a tent. But it's going to be outside of Jerusalem, just outside of the city, on some kind of hill or mountain or piece of land that's just right outside the city that this heifer is going to be sacrificed. And they have to, the heifers have to be two years and one day old in order to do that. And right now, my understanding is they are just under one year old. So very close. it puts it extremely close because if you've been paying attention, the passing of time has sped up. It has. So, you know, if you can believe it, you know, think of it right now. We are near the end of September right now 2022 and it just seems like yesterday it was 2020 i don't remember much of 2021 it just seems like the the time has just sped up so so much and so fast and you know i had heard from from jesse duplantis it's been at least a year ago that they had scientists had actually were able to actually prove that time has sped up it's not our imagination Right. They actually were able to measure it and say, yes, time is, has been speeding up. It has. It, it has. If you haven't noticed it, then, you know, start paying attention to it because it is going, it is going fast. So it is. I'm really glad that we don't get any older. Uh, <laughs> I know. When they're going fast like that. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but yes, that's, that's the one of the, the prophecies that has, uh, it's it's begun yeah it's manifesting so we're really close to the return of jesus now nobody knows when he's coming back not even jesus himself only the father knows so um it's time to just start preparing regardless well it says you know and people will take that scripture that's in thessalonians i think it's in thessalonians where it talks about he'll come as the thief in the night but that's only for people that aren't paying attention right because those of us who know him will will know that the signs, you know, the signs, they will see the signs. Right. And I have noticed around me, there's been friends of mine are reaching out by text. And, you know, one person I know had 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 a behavior for years. I've known this person for many years. And they'd had this one behavior that I didn't agree with, but it was not my place to correct. It's the Holy Spirit's business, not mine. Mm-hmm. And that person contacted me in the last week and said, the Lord has completely delivered me from this. Wow. He had me repent and I've been delivered. Mm-hmm. And that person had been looking for a job and had been putting applications in for the last, I want to say at least the last year and a half, year, year and a half. She has a really good job, but it wasn't suited to her needs. She moved back to Texas a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't suited to her needs. And she was not real happy with where she was. And she said she repented. And the, the people, the, the, the place, a place reached out to her and said, are you interested in this position? And the new position, wow. she starts very shortly. It was the day after she repented. Wow. And, the, and God delivered me. She says, all this time, I've been doing all this you know checking for a job 
and she said when when i when i the lord dealt with me and i realized i had to let this go and she said i repented and the very next day they contacted her and she has this new job and this new oh. job will mean that she won't have to travel make a long commute every day and travel several days of the month she'll be within 10 minutes from home or 20 minutes from home i mean and it's more money they gave her more money than she was believing for by quite a bit. Wow. And she says, I, I, you know, I, I wish I'd done this a long time ago kind of thing, you know. Right. But I know what it is. And the Lord had me recently put aside something that he's been, over the years, he's dealt with me and then he would stop and then he would deal with me. And he had me put something away just in the last week, two weeks. And I know what it is. He's getting his people ready. Yeah. Because we don't want to be left, none of us want to be left behind. Right. So, Absolutely not. Yeah. So it's, it, it is a time. And I, and I said to the Lord, just, you know, you and I have been in agreement. We didn't even realize we were about, you know, we need this to be brought to a glorious conclusion. And mm -hmm. this morning I went, when I was praying about, you know, our leadership and our government and our world and, and, you know, that, because I always pray for the leaders first, that's biblical. So I was praying for the leaders first. And I said, you know, your word says that the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory as the waters cover the sea. I said, Lord, we need a glorious conclusion to this. Right. It doesn't say everybody will experience the glory. It says the earth will be filled with the knowledge of it. Yeah. And there's going to be people that regret not taking the steps the Holy Spirit was leading them in. Exactly. To be able to experience that glory. I know it. And That's what I'm saying. I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was going to say there's not a whole heck of a lot you can do with somebody if they refuse to. I mean, even God can't do anything with them if they refuse to. Go well, that's true. That's true. And, you know, the. God's not going to force anybody to do anything. Mm -hmm. So if you are one of those who kind of you're intentionally turning your head away from everything that's happening around you because you don't want to see it, or you're, you're, you're thinking that it's, Oh, it's, it's just another conspiracy theory. Cause I'm, you know, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I am a truth seeker. And right. I, I want the truth and I'm after the truth and the truth is all that matters to me. So if anybody wants to, to say I'm a conspiracy theorist, well, fine, you can, you can say that if you want, but actually it's everything that I've been saying for the last two years has happened and is still happening. Right. So at what point do I stop becoming a conspiracy theorist in your mind and become a truther? Right. Because that's that's what I am, and that's what I've been after, and the things that I that the Lord has led me to, I didn't want to know. You know, I really didn't. <laughs> I, I wasn't expecting. The, <laughs> I, I, we've said this before. I was not expecting Him to lead me to the kind of truth that that He has. Right. And because it's the ugly truth. It's very ugly. It's very yeah. ugly, and. The, the 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 opportunity to talk about it it's not like i say it's not something i wanted to do i didn't want to put myself out there to do that because i knew what it would cost me however you know as much as i love 
the people around me and the friends and family and, you know, everybody that I've been speaking the truth to for the last two, two and a half years. And for those that I have lost because of it, you know, I, I love you, but I love, I love God more mm-hmm. and I love Jesus more and I love the truth more. And to me, it's just, it's a compelling, I can't help it. You know, I have tried to stop this and keep my mouth shut for months and it just, it doesn't happen. So I, I can't, so I can't stop it. I'm compelled to speak the truth. Yeah. And it's not an easy, you know, it's not an easy place, but I, I've heard Bill Winston talk about, it. he says, the Lord doesn't put you in a place that's easy. He puts you in a place to, to make a change. Yeah. And it's, it's oftentimes not comfortable, right. but as you follow what he tells you to do, that place of comfort may not be there, but the change happens and it benefits. It's, it goes according to his plan and he never does something that affects only one person. Right. Anything he does affects a, you know, a multitude of people mm-hmm. and all for the good. Right. The scripture, there was a scripture that came to me and I had to look it up while you were talking is in second Timothy three. And it says, um, I'm going to back up to, I'm going to start at verse one for know this also that in the last days, perilous times shall come for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures, more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. Would you read that in yours, the first five? Absolutely. Thank you. You want me to start at the beginning of three, all the way down to five, all the way through five? Through five, please. Okay. It says, you should also know this, Timothy, that in the last days, there will be very difficult times. People will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God disobedient to their parents, and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and have no interest in what is good. They will betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride, and love pleasure rather than God. They will act as if they are religious but they will reject the power that could make them godly. You must stay away from people like that. And we hear on the news media a lot. If you're listening to the regular news, you hear a lot. That was so unchristian. That people acted in such a, an unchristian way. Yeah. These are people that, that scoff at God most of the time. Mm-hmm. 
But if something comes up that they don't like, all of a sudden it's it's racist and I'm Christian. Well, here's my question. If you're not a Christian, and a lot of these people are not, if you're not a Christian, how do you know how a Christian's supposed to act? Exactly. You know, how do you know that? You don't. You're not one. You know? I'm I'm <laughs> and- not a I'm not an atheist. I don't know how they're supposed to act. I, I have no clue. Right. How, how an atheist uh, it, uh, are you acting so-and-so? I mean, how would I know that? Yeah. How an atheist of you, uh, how atheist of you. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, but it's the truth. Uh-huh. And we, we, people don't like the truth. They don't. And we're seeing people we've seen several recently in the news who have been had their had their rights violated, had their um, you know had their homes broken into, searched. We have a lot of things going on because we have so much injustice right now. Right, the justice system is not equal. No, we're there's there's no equal to, justice under the law right now. Correct, but they're supposed to be according to our constitution. Right. And I am so over it hearing people talk about we have to pr- protect our democracy. We don't live in a democracy. No, we don't. That is not how our, how our government was, was founded. And what they're saying is, no, it has to be the way we believe it has to be. If you're going against me, then you're, you're, you're not upholding our democracy we well, have we see the inju- the injustice that that scripture talks about is what we're seeing yeah definitely i mean uh, i was just watching something today some kind of video or something i don't remember exactly what it was but it was absolutely just coming against you know people of faith and saying, oh, how ungodly you are and how unholy we are and how, you know, uh, hateful and hypocritical we are because, you know, we don't subscribe to the narratives and this and that. And I'm, honestly, I'm, I'm just sick of hearing it. I'm sick of hearing, you know, them talk about things that they don't even have knowledge of themselves. Right. So, you know, a, a perfect example if what we're talking about is the whole Martha's Vineyard debacle of the last few days, mm-hmm. you know, here we are, you know, you've got a certain, a certain group of elite type people, very wealthy people and who are of a particular uh, belief and, and uh, political, you know, persuasion. political persuasion. Yes. Always preaching oh peace love and acceptance and so when migrants are sent to their particular town you know i've never seen anyone rally so quickly to move them out mm-hmm. there were less it there were, it was less than 48 hours wasn't it it was way less than that it was way less than that and I don't know the the reasoning. Yeah, the reasoning was here's here's some of the reasoning. You know, we, we don't have, you know, uh, housing for them. We don't have the services that they need. You know, we'll do 
do you have food available on your little you know island of course you do well that's one of their needs do you have clothing available that's one of their needs do you have housing available that's one of their needs and i can't tell you how many people mm -hmm. on that island have you know uh like airbnbs they have right. rental homes they had more than more than 50 available from what i I heard someone talking about it. He had done the research. He had looked it up, you know, because he went to Airbnb and mm -hmm. he looked up all of the homes that were available on that particular, in that particular town. And there was more than enough housing for these people. Mm -hmm. They just didn't want to do it. Right. So immediately they put them back on buses and, and shipped them to an air, a, a military base. On Cape Cod. On Cape Cod, so where's where's the where is that compassion? Where is that that care that you're so you know? You're trying to make everyone else think that you are so caring and loving and all that. And one of the first things that happened in in that town was the signs that said we were very inclusive. We include everybody. Everybody's welcome. The first one of the first things they did was remove those signs. Yeah, I saw I saw clips of those signs being removed out of one place after another right rules for thee and not for me right <laughs> i mean yeah you know and and what that governor did those governors did by doing that by sending those people was expose what they who they really are right and see that's the whole thing this whole this whole environment we're in is based on deception. Yeah. It's all based on deception and it's all supposed to be, it's supposed to be, it's fear-based. A lot of it's fear-based and a lot of it is trying to intimidate somebody to, to make them do what, what you want them to do. Yeah. Name calling, you know, true uh, <laughs> lovers of self, Truth, truth baker, uh, breakers. All the things that were in that scripture, which is why I, I was led to open it up. Yeah, well, like I said right here in mine, in verse 3, they will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and have no interest in what is good. Right. And the thing of it is, is it goes back to with the people that have been attacked recently, um, and I'm talking about people being attacked by the Justice Department and people that are supposed to be in charge, mm -hmm. those people that are being attacked, this now more than ever, we must understand the Word of God. If we're believers, we must lean on and depend on Psalm 91. Mm -hmm. You know, the Lord says he'll take up our battles for us. But we have to we have to understand who he is and who we are in him and what he will do for us and believe it. Right. Because the only way we're going to come out of this with a glorious end is by his by his hand. There's no other way. Right. Right. And, I, you know, there's so many people that I've heard recently trying to figure out what's going on, you know, and 
without having actually consulted the Bible, or if they have the Bible, they're twisting what's what's going on. Right. They haven't so, really studied to show themselves approved. Right. So it, it's putting a lot of confusion out there to people who maybe don't know exactly what's going on. Maybe they maybe they're not Christians themselves, but they're also being led in the wrong direction because what they're being told isn't the truth. Right. So, yeah. you know, how Is do it- we how do we combat that in, in this particular, you know, era that we're in, you know, it's, it's the only thing that I personally, as a, you know, one person can do is spend time in prayer, which I do. Right. And ask for their eyes to be opened. There are spirits, there are principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this world and spiritual wickedness in the high places that are, that have been set on assignment over these governments over the leaders, over these people to deceive. Right. And I remember Kenneth Hagen talking about his brother, Doug, who was like the black sheep of the family. Uh-huh. And his brother was constantly, you know, running from God and constantly getting into trouble with the law. And all kind of, I mean, he was just the black sheep. And the Lord had, um, Kenneth Hagen had been praying for him for years and hadn't gotten any, tangible results from those prayers and it's like lord what do i do about doug and the lord had him go to ephesians 1 and ephesians 1 16 through 23 can you read that please sure says i have never stopped thanking god for you i pray for you constantly asking god the glorious father of our lord jesus christ to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the wonderful future he has promised to those he called. I want you to realize what a rich and glorious inheritance he has given to his people. I pray that you will begin to understand the incredible greatness of his power for us who believe him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Now he is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else in this world or in the world to come. And God has put all things under the authority of Christ And he gave him this authority for the benefit of the church. And the church is his body. It is filled by Christ who fills everything everywhere with his presence. And so the Lord told, thank you. And so the Lord told Kenneth Hagin, pray that prayer, put Dub's name in where it says you. Mm -hmm. He said, put Dub's name and pray that prayer um, twice a day for 10 days. And before he did that, he took authority over the spirits that were blinding the, the, the mind of Doug and sent angels on assignment and asked the Holy Spirit to bring labors across his path. Right. And then he prayed this for 10 days, morning and night. On the 10th day, after he prayed that evening, he got a phone call. His brother Doug had gotten born again. 
Amen. And he was so on fire for the Lord. He says, he says, I don't know what you've been doing, but I got, <laughs> I got saved, but you know, a little while ago, so I just thought I'd call you and tell you. That's amazing. And the thing of it is, is people don't understand the power of the word. If I could open up everybody's heart and pour in the word is exactly what it means. It, it says what it means. It means what it says. And it is exactly as powerful and as important as anything on this earth. It has everything you need in it. Right. If I could pour that into people's head, I would, but I can't. Yeah. But I keep thinking about being skillful in the word of righteousness. And it's something that we really, as believers, now is the time to be, be more and more intent on being skillful. Because there are still a lot of believers that will just simply pray the Our Father and let it go. The, the Our Father was actually an outline for how we should pray. Right. It wasn't the beginning and the end, which... A lot of people, I, I grew up in a denomination that that was the beginning and the end of prayer. I didn't have to pray that, you know, anything else, just that. Right. But that was actually an outline for how to pray. Because mm -hmm. you could take any scripture, as you found out, you know this now. Um, who knows how long you, I don't know how long you've known this, but I know you know this. You can take any scripture and personalize it and that becomes a prayer. Right. And first John five, fourteen and fifteen says, if we pray according to his will, his word is his will, he hears us. And if he hears us, we have what we have asked him for. Right. So basically you can you can say if you pray according to his word. Right. He hears us and he answers. He hears us, us and he answers us. That's right. And it may not come that instant we're all about microwave this and microwave that well god isn't a, isn't a microwave and and frankly the mess some of the messes we're in we didn't get in them overnight right so it takes a little bit to untangle of the mess it does just a little bit and that untangling that we're dealing with a lot of times it's getting our own wrong thinking that we've been because we've been so tangled in it, we have seen, we're seeing that issue, whatever that issue is, we're seeing it wrongly. So it takes time for the Lord to help us untangle that. Yeah. And say, this is how it really is. This is the truth on the matter. And I know when he's done that with me, I'm like, whoa, okay. I didn't know that was even connected to that. Right. Because everything is connected. Well, absolutely it is. You know, we, we talked about that many times before as well. And it all has a starting point. Right. It all starts in the spirit. And we may not see that connection because Satan works really hard to keep that, that screen up so that we can't see the, the root of the issue. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at the people that will pray for finances for the same thing for decades and never see an answer and then, and maybe the root of the issue is they're not tithing. Yeah. And that's why they're in this financial situation. Right. 
or like my friend that I talked about earlier who repented and the very next day got a job that pays, I think she said 15000 a year more than what she asked, what she was believing for. Mm-hmm. In this environment, who's that that did that? Well, that's the Lord. Exactly. And she knew that. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. It is. He is amazing. Absolutely he is. And I had someone, I was on that platform that you and I are both on. Mm-hmm. And I saw something, somebody was saying, he was talking about, these are the times when we really need to, to, to be listening to, to the Lord and doing. And then he said something that I didn't agree with. And I, I just gave him scripture. He said, we need to pray to Jesus and ask for more faith. And I gave him the scripture out of Romans. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's right. And as we exercise our faith, our capacity for faith will grow and our results will come quicker because we're, because it's expanding. It's growing. Right. That's why studying the word is very important. Being in it as often as possible. And I, and I'm, I spend time, I don't spend as much time studying the word as I do meditating it. Mm-hmm. Because as I'm meditating it, oftentimes the Lord will give me the connection to something else. He'll give me another scripture because I've been meditating one and my, my spirit goes off to another scripture. And all of a sudden I realize it's like, oh, I have the whole picture now. Yeah. For those of those out there who may not understand what it means to meditate on the word, give them a quick definition of what it means to meditate on the word. Okay, so I'm going to put it this way. Cheryl, do you know how to worry? Do I know how to what? Do you know how to worry? I know you know you're not supposed to, but do you know how to worry? Oh, yes. Okay, and when you worry, what are you doing? I am think about the acting process. Overthinking. Okay. Right. Okay. So you're when you're worried, you're you're that thought is coming to your mind. You're you're thinking mm-hmm. about it and thinking all the bad scenarios and all the things that could happen because of this particular thing that's going on. Right? Right. Right. And you're mulling it over in your mind over and over again. And then you catch yourself and go, wait a minute, I'm not supposed to worry. And you, and you, and you put the word in your, in your heart, speak it out of your mouth. And the worry go, thought goes away for a moment or two. Mm-hmm. And then the worry thought tries to sneak back in. And again, you're mulling over that whole situation and thinking, how am I going to fix this? And then you realize, wait a minute, that's not what I'm supposed to be doing. And you use the word. Right. When you meditate the word, you're cutting the worry completely out. <laughs> right. You're going straight to that scripture and saying, okay, this is the answer to the situation I'm dealing with. So since this scripture is the answer to what I'm dealing with, what does my life look like since this scripture is true? What does my life look like? Mm-hmm. For instance, okay. Um, 
there's a huge bill coming due. Right. And it's coming due in just a few. First, it's a couple of weeks. But time go, Satan uses time against us. So then first it's a couple of weeks and then it's 12 days and then it's 10 days. And in the meantime, because those days are going past, it's making the person that that need is, you know, being the person that's dealing with that need. Let's call her Susie. So Susie knows that those days are passing. If Susie is a believer and she knows what to do, the first day that that need is presented, two weeks you know, ahead of time, she says, okay, Philippians um, 4.19 says, but my God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So Susie decides, I'm going to spend seven minutes a day meditating that scripture. So she opens up her Bible and she looks at that scripture with her eyes because in Proverbs 4, 20 through 22, it talks about put it before your eyes, put it in your ears, and say it out of your mouth. So she looks at the scripture in front of her and she says, Philippians 4, 19, but my God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So I have this need. So since this scripture is true, what does that mean? That means that the money for this bill is in my hand. That means this bill is paid. I don't necessarily have to have the money in my hand. <laughs> this this need is met. Right. Okay, so what does that look like? So since that need is met, then I can go ahead and spend the money that I do have for this other thing over here because this need is met. And she spends that seven minutes reading that scripture, looking at it, reading it out loud, and then saying to herself, now, how does this change my situation? Mm -hmm. And as we talked about before, Dr. Caroline Leaf talked about if you do that type of meditation for seven minutes a day, one scripture, seven minutes, in three weeks, you're forming a habit. Right. In six weeks, you're creating a new groove in your brain. Right. And it's very hard to think another way after six weeks of doing that every day. That's right. And nothing says you can, you have to meditate just one scripture. And nothing says you have to do it, you know, just for seven minutes. It's minimum seven minutes, but anything over seven minutes is gravy. Yeah. And the only reason I have the answer to the how long you should do that is because when I started meditating the word years ago, I, would, I learned how to meditate, but nobody told me how long. What is the effect? What is the optimum amount of time per scripture? So I asked the Lord and he brought Dr. Caroline Leaf and some of her teaching across my path to tell me it was seven minutes. Right. According to neuroscience. Right. And it's because I asked. I said, Lord, how long am I supposed to do this? That's right. Isn't it amazing, though, that you can just ask the Lord, you know, for to answers to questions you don't know, and he'll actually give them to you? Right. Isn't that amazing? Because it's like he's God or something. It's like he's God answer. or something. It's like he knows. 
<laughs> but it talks about that in John 16. It says, you know, ask me. <clears throat> That's right. The Holy Spirit will teach you all things. All you have to do is ask. That's right. You know, I've had to do that uh, in several situations in my life as well, you know, asking him. You have what? Yeah. What, what are my situation? next steps? Yeah. Right. And he may, he may not tell me directly. That's what I'm saying. He, he may not tell me directly, but he'll like he did. He pointed you in the direction of Caroline Lee's, you right. know, who talks about those kinds of things. And he'll point right. you in a, another direction. You know, if you have a question that you need answered, you know, he may not drop it in your spirit immediately, you know, like most people think he should, right? but he'll, they're he'll waiting, direct you somewhere. for that voice to speak to them. And I would tell you that he speaks of your spirit, but he will tell you. I mean, I've had, I've had times when he's awakened me with a dream and he said, there's your answer. Yeah. Well, he has, he has a multitude of ways of speaking. And we, we put him in a box so often and limit him to just one or two. Right. And that's just not the way it works. I mean, I mean, yeah, like you said, you know, he, he can whisper it in your ear or put it in your spirit or, or whatever, and, or give you a thought and say, that's, that's what your answer is. But other times, you know, the way he speaks to me often is, you know, when, when the same word starts coming at me, constantly like everywhere i turn i'm seeing the same scripture right over and over again. over and over and over again right or i'm seeing the same person who's who's maybe a, a prophet or a pastor or a teacher you know and they're constantly popping up in certain circles or, or whatever i'm i'm into that day you know right but there's there's different ways that he will give you answers you just have to Open your eyes and see it. Right. Be be willing to understand that. Hey, this is God speaking to me. This I'm, I'm seeing this constantly. Is the message there for me? So. And I can tell you, there's been it more than once where I ask him about something and I forget that I've asked. And I'm like, thank you, Lord, for you know, I just need the answer to this. Thanks for for the answer before I even get it because it, you know, if we were talking about this a few weeks ago where. If I said to you, Cheryl, I'm, I'm buying you a new car, you're mm -hmm. going to say thank you, right? Right. You didn't see the car, but you know I'm a woman of my word. So if I tell you that, then you know it's coming. So you, you say thank you. So there's been times when I've asked for things. And I'll say, you know, let me know about this work because I really don't understand this. I'm trying to understand. And I'm not, I'm not getting what I, I'm not getting the, the, the key here that I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. And it'll be several days later or several weeks later even. And all of a sudden, something will drop in my spirit. And I'm like, okay, all right. Lord, what was, what's the, what's that? And he goes, that's the answer to your question. You asked. Remember, you asked me that question three weeks ago. <laughs> this is the answer. Right. Wow. Well, it wasn't that he was holding back on me. I probably wasn't too busy to listen. Mm -hmm. But when I ask him, what is it? Okay, that's, I know this is from you, but what, what is this? have what is this in reference to then he'll remind me of what i asked in passing you know right yeah that's true so he's just faithful. you know i'm sorry go ahead i know i was saying he's faithful absolutely he is 
absolutely. It's just, you know, my hope for everyone listening is that you will be open to the many ways in which God will communicate things to you. And just don't, just don't shrug off, you know, what you, we have a tendency sometimes I think, and I, I know, cause I've done it myself to, you know, know that something is from God, but think, nah, that's too simple. <laughs> you know, God wouldn't speak to me that simply, you know? <laughs> right. Right. But he does, you know, and some of us need that, you know, I used to tell him all the time. I still do sometimes, you know, I need this answer to be plain and simple. I, I need was, it to be written on the wall for me. I And I, have, I was thinking the same thing as you were saying it, because that's exactly me too. There's been times where I'm like, I don't want to be dull of hearing, Lord. If I don't get it the first time, please continue to tell me until I do get it. Right. Because I don't want to miss it. I don't, you, you, no, I don't want to miss it either. And he will. He'll just keep giving it. I mean, if I had to tell somebody something as many times as he had to tell me a few things, I, I don't know that if I was God, I would have, you know, I would have had me self-destruct already, <laughs> you know, because I just wouldn't have had the patience to, to put up with that for that right. long. Right. But, but he yeah, does. I don't think That's I had the patience to put up with me for that long. You know, I don't <laughs> But, but like you pointed out to me one time when he was, he, I could hear the laughter in his, in his voice and my spirit when he said it to me, he said, but that's what makes me God and you're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I get it. Right. Yeah. I know. He, do, he does have a sense of humor. He does. And that's people, people think he doesn't, but he really does. Yeah, I, 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 I thought about the hippopotamus when I was, I think I was like seven or eight and I was at the San Francisco Zoo and the, the baby hippopotamus had to go to the bathroom and I had never seen a hippo go to the bathroom okay. <laughs> and his, his rear end was facing the people looking and I watched that baby hippo go to the bathroom and I thought, oh Lord. <laughs> I mean, I thought about, I still think about it. I was a little girl then. I didn't realize it then, but I thought the Lord really has a sense of humor. Right. Have you ever seen a hippo go? I've not. Their tail, they're behind. I mean, they're huge, right? Yeah. But their tails are really small in comparison to the rest of their body. And when they have to go to the bathroom, their tail spins like a propeller. <laughs> really? Yes. I've not I've not ever seen that. Okay. Yeah. It is I mean it's you can't help but laugh when you see it. It's just it's like who would think of that? Well, it's just true. <laughs> but <laughs> so I think about that when people think God is so serious, I think no, he's not <laughs> because there's no way there's no way somebody who's serious would would have yeah that, have that well humor. i agree yeah I agree. he's got a sense of humor he really does and he sometimes does. it's so it's so blatant and so obvious sometimes that you're like that that's just that's too funny but god's not that funny but he is <laughs> he is he has a sense of humor it's it's amazing mm -hmm. well 
I think we're, I think we're going to let it, leave it go where it is right now. Um, I will say this because I, I missed it last time. Um, those of you who are unfamiliar or want more information, whether you want more information about quantum faith, whether you want to see some explanations of, about quantum faith, whether you want to um, read books about how to deal with the, with the realm of the natural, with the spirit realm, the interface between the spirit realm and the natural realm, what, whatever your interest is, you can go to vivianlmiller.com. A lot of the, the uh, resources there are free. There, the books are not, but there's a lot of free resources. You can spend quite a bit of time following the links that are there to, to see videos on quantum faith. There's a blog post that I did a couple of weeks ago on quantum faith. There's a lot of things that you can do to start building your um, weaponry to become more skillful in the word of righteousness. This is not the time to lay down your spiritual weapons. This is the time to pick them up and learn how to use them in a, in a manner that's going to bring results because I'm all about results and God's all about results. And that's not something that you're going to have unless you understand how to skillfully use those weapons. So until next time, be bold, be courageous, walk in faith, walk in victory, and defeat the darkness. <laughs>